The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. One day, as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there. And the power of the Lord was with him for healing. And some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence. But not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him in on a stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and the Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What thinking in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise up and walk? but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive on earth sins. He said to one who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home, glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God. And struck with awe, they said, we have seen incredible things today. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. Amen. My dear friends, Advent is a time to uh, look inward, to subtract from our life, to focus back in on the basic parts of our faith and our message, to sort of grow by subtraction. And in that sense, I am preaching on, uh, during Advent, during the Gospel Antiphons. And today it is, Behold, the King will come, the Lord of the earth, and he himself will lift the yoke of our captivity. Behold, the king will come, the Lord of the earth, and he himself will lift the yoke of our captivity. Now, there's several ways to take that. Of course, behold, the Lord will come. We can take that as being the end of time when Jesus returns at the end of time, which we are waiting for. We live between the two comings of Christ. He came once as a baby 2,000 years ago, or by biblical time, two days ago. And he's going to come in the future again. He's going to return. And, that, and when he does return, he will lift the yoke of our captivity, being that the church will be under tremendous persecution when Jesus returns. 
another way to think about it too is Jesus comes to us in the sacraments, in the seven sacraments. Jesus is present to us in a very special way. And those sacraments too are a way where he releases us from captivity. The sacrament of baptism frees us from captivity. The sacrament of confession frees us from captivity. The sacrament of anointing of the sick frees us from being captive. The sacrament of matrimony and all the sacraments in a way have their way of freeing us so that we can be the children of God has meant to be. And another way to take it is our own personal spiritual journey towards God, that Jesus comes to each of us in our prayer, in our, in our solitude with God, in our times when we open ourselves up to Jesus. He truly does come to us, and he truly does want to lift the yoke of captivity that each of us is carrying. There are about eight or nine ways that we can become captives on this earth that I can think of. Sometimes I get to ten, but I think it's eight or nine ways. So we can be slaves to sin or to out-of-control emotions like shame or anger or, or um, fear. These can, these can become slave masters in our life. Or we can become enslaved to our biological drives if they're inordinate or our psychological drives if they are inordinate, or we can become slaves to bad philosophy or bad theology. These things hold us captive. Or in the interior side, we can become slaves to wounds, interior wounds that we have, or sometimes we make interior vows that enslave us, like, I'm never going to be hurt again, or I'm never going to trust again. Those kind of things can hold us in captivity. Or we can become, sometimes we put parts of ourselves in a deep dungeon, uh, in a deep prison, and we lock it away, and that part of ourselves isn't allowed to come out. That, that's a, like a kind of a slavery. Or sometimes, too, we can be in, come enslaved to the machinations of the evil one. And again, it's Jesus who sets us free. It's Jesus who frees us so that we have the freedom of becoming and of being the children of God. We don't have to be, and we shouldn't be, held captive by any of those things I was just talking about, because Jesus sets us free. So what's a way to work on that? Uh, here's something God showed me lately. It's been, I've been doing very good with this, so I pass it on to you. First of all, name it. Of course, you always have to name these things in your prayer life. There's power in naming. And then say, let's just make up a sin, gossip. Jesus, I'm sorry for that I gossip today. I'm sorry. Jesus, I repent of gossiping. Change my thinking on how, what, I, how, what I think about gossip. And then, Jesus, free me from being enslaved to gossip. I'm sorry. I repent. Jesus, free me.